1: to our podcast. I'm Daphne.
2: And I'm Gina.
1: And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates.
2: This episode we're bringing you the news and updates through March 12th. It wasn't as busy of a week this week in the skating world a little bit busy for us, Daphne, because we've yes. been recording quite a few episodes, but we're not going to be able to share that right away. No. you are going to have to stay tuned um, to, you know, our social media when we drop a new episode. But yeah, we've got some episodes coming up in the works here as we get ready for uh, Worlds in just two weeks.
1: Yes, we recorded an interview just a few minutes ago and we'll be doing at least one more this week, maybe a couple. We're keeping you guys busy. Uh, part of that is because April is coming and it will probably be a month that we take a little more time off uh, before we gear up for the 23-24 season, but we're just going to make sure you're covered with tons of content before then.
2: Yes. Now, there was a competition this week, and a pretty big one. Indeed, it was the World Junior Synchronized Skating Championships.
1: So, it was close after the short program. It was only a point and a half between first place and second place. Canada's Les Suprem won the short program. They're coached by Marilyn Langlois and Pascal Denis, as well as Laurie Desilette. And Team Skyliners from the Skating Club of New York was in second, and they're coached by Joshua Babb and Pamela May. Things did change after the Free Skate, though, didn't they?
2: Yes, in the Free Skate, Finland's Team Fantastic Jr. jumped up from third to finish first in the Free Skate and first overall. Canada's Team Nexus Jr. moved up from fourth to silver, and Skyliners from the U.S. won the bronze. Unfortunately, Les Supreme Jr. had two falls on intersections and dropped to fifth overall.
1: In order to put notes together for this, Gina, I actually had to go read some of the technical notices to understand what elements that teams had trouble with. I'm looking forward to doing a podcast on Synchro really soon because I think we will definitely learn a lot. And I I have a few ideas about who we should invite on to talk about that with us.
2: Yeah, and we've got World Synchros in Lake Placid coming up in a few weeks, and hopefully um, if the weather cooperates, I will be there, and I'm looking forward to um, learning more about Synchro and to cover the event, um, not only for Figure Skaters Online, but here on the podcast. Well, Daphne, I've been wanting to mention this, but U.S. Adult Sectional Qualifying Series has been going on the past two weeks with sectionals taking place. Midwesterns took place in Fort Wayne and Easterns took place in Kissimmee, Florida this week. And then last week, Pacific Coast took place in Henderson, Nevada. And the U.S. Adult Figure Skating Championships will take place in Salt Lake City, April 12th to the 15th. I didn't want us to forget about the adults that are competing. Hoping to make it to nationals, I know um, Riley Smith, who's been doing some writing for us at FSO, she um, competed this week in Florida, and um, one of the skaters at my rink um, also competed in Florida this week. So it's great seeing the adults going out there and having a good time and accomplishing their goals out on the ice.
1: Yeah, and I also have to mention that solo dance, the U.S. solo dance series, Started this week, and I'm in the process of putting together a solo dance site. I had some great folks jump in and fill out my volunteer application, so I'm starting to communicate with them so that we can build a portion of IDC to focus in on solo dance more. And did a great series about it a couple of years ago, and I can't believe that it's been a couple of years. But uh, I'm excited for them. And so we'll be trying to include some of those competitions in our list of competition and result updates. I know Melanie's at a competition this week photographing. Mm. So let's transition to our general skating news. One thing that you can say about our small skating community is that even though everyone has their favorite skaters or performances, We all come together when something like this happens. And of course, the community has been sending prayers and positive energy to Pairs coach Todd Sand, who suffered a heart attack when he was at the World Junior Championships in Calgary, Alberta. While he remains in a hospital in Calgary, uh, his friends and colleagues, students and fans, in addition to sending the positive thoughts and prayers, are also contributing toward a GoFundMe that was set up by Christine Binder. As of today, they have received over 143000 in donations to give to the family. And today, Alexa shared a positive update on Todd's condition. Um, and it was also posted on the, I think it's Team Jenny and Todd Instagram page. And I thought we should read that on here. I think it's important. So, Gina, why don't you share that message?
2: Yeah. So the message read Our family is absolutely blown away by the love and support from all over the world. Todd continues to be treated in the cardiac ICU in Calgary, Alberta, where he is surrounded by an amazing group of doctors and nurses. We are here with him every step of the way. In true Todd form, he has shown the true meaning of fight and determination over the past 10 days. I keep reminding him to fight, one thing at a time. We've listened to hours and hours of Tom Petty. I think I might even be a fan now. Yesterday was a very big day as they were able to remove the ventilator. We still have a long journey ahead of us. Our hope is to get him strong enough to move back to the U.S. to continue his hospital care. We know he will need extensive rehab as well. He's a fighter, and we're all here cheering him on. Please continue to pray for his continued improvements. Much love, Jenny, Jack, and Matthew.
1: You know, it was great to get this message today because we didn't have a lot of information other than he was fighting for his life Mm -hmm. in the hospital. And to know that the that he's been taken off the ventilator, that's a, a big step yeah. Yeah. in in his recovery. So we here at This Week in Skating definitely wish the family, you know, continued support and the very best as they continue to navigate this process. It's got to be a little rattling for Alexa, Kinirim, Brandon Frazier, who are getting ready to go to... The world championships without their coaches. Alexa is one of the biggest cheerleaders that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And she is posting nonstop on her social media, sharing information about the GoFundMe, sharing updates. There are several articles that have come out, and we will link to those in our show notes.
2: And if there's anyone, who can overcome something. Alexa is one of those people. Um she has overcome so much in her life and career. And you know, I know this is an obstacle for her and Brandon not having their coaches as they prepare for Worlds, but I'm I feel like that's they're going to just do their job. Um I mm-hmm. I'm not worried about them. Um and I know they're going to be thinking um of Todd as they're out there competing and um, again, we're, you know, just putting all our love and support towards Todd and his family and, you know, hearing that news today that he was taken off the ventilator. Oh, that just, you know, when you hear someone's fighting for their life, you don't necessarily know, you know, that the situation is dire because you wouldn't use those words if they were okay. And so, but we didn't know specifics. So I didn't, we didn't know he was on a ventilator, but then seeing that today and then seeing that he's been taken off of that, it's just great. So if we can just as our little skating community, as little as we are, but big in power, if we can just keep that positive, powerful energy going towards Todd, um, I would like to keep seeing this good news, keep going and going. um, And hopefully we'll again, see him back at the boards in soon, you know, very soon. So. So moving on, the ISU announced the winners of the Best World Ice Skating Day Awards. The World Ice Skating Day contest was welcomed by all 47 organizers with great enthusiasm leading to numerous applications. The participating countries, clubs, and national federations and associations demonstrated original and out-of-the-box ideas to make their World Ice Skating Day events stand out. And most importantly, ensure that kids and the whole public had an unforgettable time on the ice. Now, you remember the World Ice Skating Days was um, an ISU event. It was a one day global festival dedicated to ice skating and it was celebrated back in December on I think it was December 1st, the first Sunday of December. Um, and the objectives were to make ice skating sports accessible to everyone in a fun and safe environment for first timers, amateurs, professionals, or retired competitive skaters by creating a memorable experience for the whole family. Oh, I think it was December fourth, daphne. i'm I can't remember the date, but it was that first Sunday in um in December, and i and remember saying I was gonna go skate that day and I didn't. but um, let's di- break down. The winners.
1: So, in the first award category, which is with more than 500 persons in attendance, the award went to Indonesia. Uh, The Federation successfully organized events in nine cities in the country, reaching about 3,600 participants. The second award went to Mexico. They won the category with less than 500 persons in attendance. This event was a success thanks to a lot of creative activities organized on site and pre-event promotion that included social media activations through Olympian Donovan Carrillo, amongst other international skaters. Why am I not surprised that (laughs) Donovan Carrillo was involved in this? Um, He's still recovering from surgery, so hopefully we'll get to see him back next season, but I'm glad that he did something really positive during his time in recovery. Mm-hmm. So the best ice dance award its hashtag w i s dance twenty two award was won by the ice Academy of Montreal. The signature choreography was created by the Club de pateneur Lausanne Mali in Switzerland, which was used as a great bonding factor amongst skaters from all participating countries. So congratulations to everyone who won the awards.
2: And we'll have to wait and see if there will be another World Ice Skating Day next year. I don't know if they've announced it yet. So
1: I don't think so. I haven't seen it. But if any of our listeners know about it, please let us know.
2: Yeah. Well, the ISU has launched Recast. For the first time, all ISU Junior World Cup speed skating events will be live streamed on the ice skating channel via Recast enabling families and friends of competitors, but also fans who have not been able to follow the junior events up until now to watch all of the action. Now, ReCast is a subscription-free sports and entertainment streaming platform, and it was launched in 2018. It's totally free to join ReCast, and you'll receive some free cast credits when you do. There are also plenty of options to earn extra cast credits to watch the content, watching ads, sharing content, inviting friends to join, or by purchasing them outright. They unveiled it for the World Junior Synchro Championships, but there were some major issues which can be expected with new platforms. There were also complaints on Twitter about gamification of subscription payments. So we can watch and see what happens with recast here. I don't know. Are they planning to use it for world synchros?
1: I'm not sure, but I really am hoping that the ISU doesn't move away from streaming on YouTube. Because I think keeping the junior events on YouTube is a great way for fans of the sport to be able to connect with the junior level skaters and the next generation of skaters that are coming up through we really need to have that it's it's important for our sport to be visible and it seems like we're going in this direction of pay to watch for the sport it's hard enough to find as it is so let's hope isu they can try this out and maybe it works for speed skating but let's please keep yeah the jgp and world juniors on youtube
2: yeah and we were talking about this last week, how great it was that we were all watching the same stream for World Junior Championships. And, you know, everybody, it wasn't geo-blocked because, you know, Peacock was showing it in the US. Everyone was watching YouTube. um, And that was great. And I hope we're doing more of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's harder when you've got broadcast rights and And so NBC may have the rights to an event, um, but yeah, I don't want to see things going behind paywalls or anything like that and making it harder for people to watch our sport. We want more people to watch and we need to make it easier for them to watch it.
1: So the ISU's third Healthy Skater Seminar at Junior Worlds, the previous ones were held in 2018 and 19, was live streamed on March 3rd from Calgary, and we have a link to that that we will put in our show notes.
2: Figure Skating in Harlem received the International Olympic Committee's Women in Sports Trophy 2021 for the Americas. The IOC's Women in Sports Awards are given to women, men, or organizations who have made remarkable contributions to the development, encouragement, and reinforcement of women and girls' participation in sport. And I think that totally describes figure skating in Harlem, definitely. The ceremony took place during a side event co-hosted by the IOC alongside the 67th session of the Commission on the Status of Women which is currently taking place at the UN headquarters in New York. And we'll put a link in the show notes to an article about figure skating in Harlem's receiving this award, but congratulations to them. They do such amazing work and and this award is so well-deserved.
1: Well, Angelique Abachkina, many remember her. She's a former French ice dancer. Well, on her YouTube channel, she live streamed on Sunday, March 12th, her Skating Foundation's Diamond Charity Gala, from Fribourg, Switzerland. And the event featured some of the mo- the most talented athletes that train in Fribourg and have come together to support the foundation. So let's transition to recent articles and interviews. Kurt Browning was on Canada's Global News Morning Show to reflect on his 30 years with Stars on Ice. Kurt announced a few weeks ago that this is his last tour. He will be performing in both the U.S. and Canadian tour this spring. April 28th in Halifax, and May 20th in Anaheim. Those are the start dates, I believe.
2: Well, figure skater Ilya Molinen was recognized by the Fairfax County Board, and that's in Fairfax County, Virginia.
1: A new Javier Fernandez documentary series produced by Radio Television Española and Factoria Henio called Breaking the Ice, three episodes with English sub titles that can be turned on it's now available for a worldwide viewing on the rtve play website until february 27 2025 and we will have a link to part one of three in our show notes
2: well golden skate caught up with soto yamamoto as he eyes a world podium spot in a couple weeks
1: and lynn rutherford wrote an article on japan's riku miura and ryuchi kahara
2: Life Curious Woman podcast, Ashley Nadine Lopez interviewed Catherine Hill. Katherine Hill is an international figure skating choreographer, creative consultant, and entrepreneur. Um, and we will put a link in our show notes on where you can listen to this podcast.
1: So moving on to social media updates, Yuzuru Hanyu's Notte Stellata show debuted in Japan And it features Jason Brown, Shailen Bourne, Satoko Miyahara, Akiko Suzuki, Keiji Tanaka, Takahito Miura, and Rika Hongo. So these shows took place from March 10th through the 12th in Miyagi. The show reflects on and honors the Great East Japan earthquake and subsequent tsunami. Twelve years ago, I remember Mm -hmm. so clearly, like, it happening, and then where were we going to have worlds, and then Moscow stepped in to host it for the skaters a few weeks later. It was kind of, yeah, it was such a crazy time. And I'm glad that Hanyu, who's, I think he's from that prefecture. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that he did something like this. So the shows are being live streamed on Hulu Japan as a pay service and also streamed in select theaters nationwide. It's not scheduled to be aired internationally, But our good friend, Jason Brown, has shared photos and clips on his social media.
2: I'm glad he's sharing um, photos and clips on social media because, again, us here in the U.S., we don't get to see this show and it looks great. And um, yeah, I wish that we were able to watch it. But if anybody did get to go and wants to let us know how it was, feel free to let us know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez announced their Free Skate music. They're doing another soundtrack, which is cool, uh, to Top Gun Maverick. And one of the songs they're going to use is Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga.
2: Yeah, it's crazy that skaters are announcing program music for next season because we haven't finished the season yet. And they weren't the only ones. Audrey Shin announced her free skate music for next season on Instagram. She is skating to Skyfall by Adele.
1: Ooh, I love that (laughs) song. That is one of my favorite Bond movies as well.
2: Yeah. So I'm liking that, you know, the skaters are giving us a little announcement, a little getting ready for next season, though we're still (laughs) in this season. Nathan Chen and John Luke Baker attended the BNP Paribas Open Major Tennis Tournament in Indian Wells, California yesterday and met the current number one women's player in the world, which is Poland's Iga Swatek. She tweeted a pic of the three of them, and John Luke has posted photos and stories on his Instagram.
1: So moving on to the upcoming events for the week, Maria Osewska Memorial will take place from March 16th through the 19th in Lodz, Poland. Senior, junior, advanced novice, intermediate novice, basic novice for men, women, pairs, and dance. That's not the only competition for the week. We have the coup de Pretem that's going to be taking place in Luxembourg from March 17th through the 19th. They have offered a live stream in the past for free, so let's hope that they will continue with it. But Gina, it's got a decent, uh, it's got a decent number of competitors. Like yeah. Is that... So Japan is sending Monochiba, Chiba, Kashiro Shimada, Senamiaki, Takiro Aminikatayes. Canada is sending Fiona Bombardier, so she is getting an assignment. Um, and Matthew Noonham, and for the U.S., Jimmy Ma, Star Andrews, and Ava Ziegler.
2: Well, the U.S. is also sending 2023 junior silver medalist Jacob Sanchez. And we all remember he had a great skate in San Jose. And this will also be international debuts in advanced novice for Kira Hill Bidlink. And I don't know if people know, Kira's coach is Sean Rabbit. So Sean will be getting to go to his first international competition as a coach. Um, I believe there was a news article about Kira and Sean, and I will find that and put that in our show notes so that you guys can check that out as well. Zachary Lepinto will also be competing in the Advanced um, Novice here at this event, and Athena Hong.
1: Well, the final event, uh, because there is no synchro next week, Abu Dhabi Classic Figure Skating Trophy will take place in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates, there are events for men and women, junior, senior, and novice, and we'll have those links in our show notes. That pretty much brings us to the end of our content, Gina. Can you let folks know where they can find us?
2: Yes, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. Social media Twitter at thiswkinskating. Facebook and Instagram, This Weekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating@gmail.com. At
1: we appreciate the support that we receive via email and social media, and we hope that you guys love the interviews that we're bringing over the next couple of weeks because we're really busy uh, trying to balance running websites, full-time jobs, and other activities that keep us running. <laughs> crazy sometimes
2: yeah and coordinating schedules is very difficult sometimes so it's coordinating just our schedules and when we can record is pretty easy for the most part but when you're adding in other guests and you're trying to arrange times it it can be difficult so but we have a lot coming to you so this episode might have been a short mini one not as long as others we've done but um we've got some excitement exciting episodes and interviews coming to you very soon so stay tuned
1: yes so we uh, like to end every episode with a little bit about what we're doing on our respective websites uh at idc and did a junior worlds recap and i have several interviews that are going to come out this week i didn't want them to get lost in amongst all the world junior championships coverage gina what's going on over at fso
2: Well, we also had a Junior Worlds and the U.S. Synchro Recaps that went up this week. And I've been working on a website. I haven't been doing that lately, but I'm working on a website for a new team. So I look forward to sharing that in the coming weeks.
1: And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne.
2: And I'm Gina.
1: And you've been listening to This Week in Skating.
2: Have a great week.